Check one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. Big news from Zach Bryan, new music from Noah Hicks, and an interview with Michael David. I'm Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of September 4th, 2023. You're listening to All Country News. This All Country News podcast is brought to you by Beach Life Ranch Festival, the three-day festival in Redondo Beach, California, which celebrates the coastal cowboy in all of us. See Brad Paisley, Winona Judd, and more at this year's festival, September 22nd through the 24th. Get your tickets at beachliferanch.com. And now for the hottest news in country this week. Have to kick things off with some super exciting touring news. Zach Bryan announced his Quitting Time Tour, which is set for 2024 and will feature so many incredible opening artists, including one of the Queen's of country and honestly music in general itself, Miss Cheryl Crow, and will also feature Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, Turnpike Troubadours, Sierra Farrell, The Middle East, Matt Mason, and Levi Turner. Registration for presale is open now, and I can tell you that these are going to sell like hotcakes. So if you want to attend this tour, start mapping it out ASAP because there's no way this won't sell out. I've got some really great baby news for you this week. First up, we have Luke Combs and his wife, Nicole, who welcomed their second son, Bo, into their lives. And the announcement for this is just beyond adorable. So make sure you head over to their socials now to check that out. Sweet beyond words. Another exciting baby announcement, Gabby Barrett and husband Cade are expecting baby number three. And the announcement for that is also just so sweet. Make sure you head to their socials to check it out. The footage from it is absolutely adorable. And next up on the baby news front may not directly have to do with the country star, but what they did for another expecting couple, and that is Mr. Thomas Rhett, who took part in a baby gender reveal during one of his latest shows. And it is the sweetest thing ever. This couple held up a sign that says life changes one year anniversary today, first baby on the way. Can you tell us boy or girl? And the footage from this is up on his Instagram page. It's so sweet. And you know what? I don't want to ruin the gender reveal on here. So just make sure you go and watch yourself. But the pictures and footage from it are so great. And obviously him being a dad several times over, you can tell how excited he is for this couple, and it's definitely your heart warmer for the week. I've got another heartwarming story for you. Jelly Roll has been crashing all of his wife Bunny's meet and greets and surprising fans 
backstage on the Back Road Baptism Tour. And the footage from it is so sweet. She shared it up on her TikTok and it is a can't miss video. So make sure you head to allcountrynews.com now to check that out. Next up, rumors are swirling that Morgan Wallen is opening up his own place on Broadway. This week, the Nashville Business Journal possibly confirmed those rumors with sources saying that the country superstar is opening his own bar just off of Broadway in Nashville. And according to the local rumors, and now the report, the bar will be located at 107 4th Avenue North, just behind Dierks Bentley's Whiskey Row and alongside the Mother Church, the Ryman Auditorium. While no one has officially confirmed the report, rumors continue to fly on social media. And you know if this ever does get confirmed to be true, you'll hear it all here first. Scotty McCreary performed to over 92,000 fans for Volleyball Day in Nebraska. And it's always incredible to hear about any artist performing to a crowd this big. But he played to the crowd after the University of Nebraska ladies volleyball team's winning match 3-0 against Omaha at Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska. The event set a new world's record for highest attendance at a women's sporting event, which is a really amazing thing to hear. McCreary went on to say, that was something I will never forget. It's the biggest crowd I've ever played in front of, and they were fantastic. Hearing 92,000 people sing along and watching them dance and enjoy themselves is something I will never forget. Congrats to the Nebraska volleyball team on their win and setting the new world record. Those ladies are amazing athletes, and it was exciting to watch their games. I thank them for having me be a part of the event. He recapped the record-breaking day on TikTok, saying that he woke up to a pretty cool day on the tour bus. You can check that out now on his TikTok page. Oliver Anthony, the artist that has taken us all by surprise with his song, Rich Men North of Richmond, still tops Billboard chart for second week in a row. And that's not it. He is making history in two ways. First, he is the only artist to debut at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 without previously appearing on any Billboard chart. And he is the only artist in history to not be signed to a record label to hold that top spot on the all-genre chart, which is pretty incredible. He is still followed by Luke Combs' cover of Fast Car at number two and Morgan Wallen's viral hit Last Night at number three. I am so interested in to see where he takes us next and to see if he hits number one again with a follow-up song. Now let's get into some new music this week. Larry Fleet gives a voice to the blue-collar American in his latest album, Earned It. Now, the entire album is definitely worth a listen, as it's very good, but my favorite track absolutely has to be Angels Were Gone. Make sure you check this one out. Now, this next release is a super fun one, and it is for all of my girls out there. Mackenzie Carpenter gives her own sassy spin on a classic, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, but this time it's Country Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And this one is a perfect way to end summer and also ring in autumn. This one is super fun. And again, it's for all my girls out there. So make sure you add this to your weekend playlist. Matthew Wayne released his new track, Work Truck, and it is a heartfelt ballad 
that is so special and it just is all about a tale of nostalgia and the simple joys that, you know, define our lives and, you know, really just tell you like what we're here for on this earth. And I think it is so beautiful and definitely a must listen for the week. Brandon Davis pays tribute to life's moments in his new album, Life's Too Short. And as you already know about me, if you are an avid listener of the podcast, I am a sucker for a title track. So if I had to pick one track, that is the one that I would pick for you. But I also love Still Gonna Be. Make sure you check out the whole thing. He is definitely an up-and-coming artist to watch out for. Noah Hicks is releasing an end of summer anthem with his new track, Red Clay Summer, and it talks about all of those fun country moments we love, like bonfires, summer loves, and of course, bumping country tracks through our speakers. So if that is your vibe, you are going to love this one. Again, it's another great one to ring out summer. Josh Abbott Band released their latest single, Barstool Boys, and this one is so fun. For me, this is one that you would hear, you know, in like a honky-tonk scene in a movie, and I hope that it ends up in one because this track is so great. It's got all the twang that we love for those traditional country root type of songs, and these guys just honestly always kill it. This one is so fun. Another one you have to listen to this week. This next release is something I would expect to see on Saturday Night Live. Austin and Colin celebrate new BBR partnership with the release of their satirical tune, Guilt Tippin'. It is a comedic take on the not-so-funny rising prices we have happening all over the country, but the video that's up for this, the official music video, is straight out of Saturday Night Live. I highly recommend watching. Jordan James released his new single, Just Like Us, and this is one you're going to want to play at your next bonfire. And it's, you know, really, to me, a mixture of new and early 2000s country mixed together sound-wise. It's super fun. I definitely could see this one being one that fans go crazy at over a show, like an anthem of people just having one of those epic sing-alongs. I think this one is so fun. And again, it's one you're going to want to listen around a campfire with all your friends. Riley Green pays tribute to Tim McGraw with his version of Damn Country Music. And as if that wasn't already exciting enough, you can watch him playing an acoustic performance up on his Instagram page now. And this will also be featured on his new album, Ain't My Last Rodeo. Leah Marie Mason released her new single, Black Sheep, and it's something we can all relate to. It's all about feeling like you have no place and you don't fit in with anyone. And I think that's something that most of us can relate to. And the song is beautiful. She has the sweetest vocals on this. I mean, they're incredible, but they're so soft and just amazing. It's definitely another must-listen for the week. You can listen to all the new music out this month on our All Country News Spotify playlist, so make sure you subscribe. Next, we need to talk about our video of the week. Video of the week. This week's video is Zach Top performing Busy Doing Nothing Acoustic, 
which if you know me at all, you know I'm a sucker for acoustic everything. And this performance is incredible. So before I ruin it too much, make sure you go check the video out on allcountrynews.com or anywhere you follow us on social media. Now it's time to throw it over to Bobby Dixon and Michael David. So I always want to kick it off. I always ask our artists who we have on, who is on your daily playlist? When it's time to listen to music during the day, who are you listening to? I think it depends on my emotions. Hey, it depends too. on my feelings. Um, you know, if I'm feeling kind of calm, maybe James Taylor. If I'm feeling really upbeat and I like Kid Rock, um, you know, so it's it, everything takes a turn. Um, it, it really depends on how I'm feeling that day particularly, but there's no really one artist that I focus on. Um, as far as like my learning curve coming up, you know, I focused on a series of artists uh, for a long period of time when I was learning their material and learning how they wrote music and, um, you know, progress in their careers. Um, but now it's just, you know, I've John Denver, Jim Croce, Cat Stevens, Karen Carpenter, Carol King, um, Otis Redding, Bill Withers. Like I, I have several, so many artists that I, that I pay attention to for different reasons, because there's always something being an artist, you have to cover all your bases. And if you can't cover every base, then. Yeah. You're so loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you know, um, everybody wants to be that star and in order to be that star, you got to be able to cover every base. So. No, um, I love that. Me. I feel like I'm so it's definitely you mean triggered by what mood I'm in, but also I get in these kicks where I only listen to one song or like three songs for like a couple of days and then I'm done and then I move on. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I like Molly Cyrus too. I like some of the work that she's done lately. Um, yeah. Angels like you was really a great song, a great take of her and, and, you know, her lifestyle and the things that she's been through and, um, I, I kind of, I keep up with her a little bit. So yeah, I, I, like, I do too. I, She's good. Not like that one her. song. It's like, I know she's so good. I love the stuff she does with Dolly Parton. That's like my yeah. favorite. It's like such a really? crossover. But when you like look back on your childhood, you just gave an awesome, just like, list of wonderful artists that are so different and so dynamic but when you think back on your childhood what songs or artists do you remember hearing when you were little or is it kind of the same oh uh, no not the same at all there was matchbox 20 coming up really in the 90s rob thomas was breaking away um and then there was nsync and backstreet boys in the early thousands late 90s too um but those were really big i mean they were big like yeah. you know they weren't like oh this guy's really good no they had that i don't care where you are i, I, well, I hope yeah, they make you come back you know? because i will spend all of my money to go see them <laughs> exactly like that's uh you know that that was what we grew up on and uh there was a lot of universal music and yeah. i loved that there was music out from all you know parts of the nation to where you know that music was hitting the hearts of people across the world you know that could relate to it 
they didn't even have to speak English. They could just, as long as you love me, like they would be singing it because the melody aligned with the emotion. Yeah. And that's a big part of uh, music to me. I love that. I don't think I've ever thought of it that way, but I think my favorite thing about your music is it's so guitar driven, but I have to know, when did you first pick up that guitar? Because you are really good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I picked up the guitar when I was 11. Uh, and then in my first year, 13, 14 months, I was just, I fell in love with it. I, I really just got passionate about it and it was every day it was an addiction it was three to four hours every day and it stayed that way for a long time um and then when I was 14 I think Bruno Mars started coming up with Billionaire and uh I was like man and Jason Mraz was doing you know he was actually walking around France singing for people and he had this song out I'm yours for like two three years before it really click and uh you know he brought out that island type reggae you know beach bum music and and uh I really like Jason Mraz a lot too so um you know I just studied all aspects of it and I I continued to grow and I I was like man I really love playing guitar and I want to be a shredder but I really want to focus on my voice and I really want to focus on singing because that's what the urge that I felt like just in my chest, like I felt like I needed to get it out, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of if I'm a singer or not, or if I play or not, or the love for music that I have that I had then I needed to get those emotions out. And, and I clinged to um, singing and, you know, when I face different, obstacles and adversity and everybody has problems man everybody's got problems I don't care who you are and uh, you know singing was a big outlet for me you know so um I took to it and I took it seriously and you know uh, my mom she passed when I was 21 and I took a break you know um and I came back and when I came back, I was like, you know what? It's time to start recording music. Yeah. Started yeah. recording music and uh, things started changing. People started turning their heads and they were like, you know, this guy's got no following. This guy has a life. He cuts grass. He, nobody knows about him. He doesn't even really care if anybody knows about him. Yeah. I'm not out here promoting anything. I just got up in a studio and yeah, it worked. But sometimes that authenticity shines through. I feel like, you know what I mean? From my perspective, sometimes things seem a little forced, but I love your songwriting because it seems super authentic and it kind of meets you where you're at. We can kind of tell where you're at in your journey, but when did your songwriting kind of start? You talked about this urge to sing and obviously this obsession with guitar. So when did songwriting come into play? So... I remember I was studying the Eagles a oh, lot and um, I love that, you know, and the Bee Gees. <laughs> and uh, so those two, I was going back and forth on and I started really getting melodies down pat, like all my vocal runs and everything. And, and then um, I, I just kind of dabbled in the songwriting 
and creating my own melodies. And, uh, but I had to learn how to sing first. You got to know where you're going before you can just go. You can't just, you know, you can't hop on a basketball court and just start shooting and expect them everything. It doesn't work that way. You, you've got to, you know, take what you can learn from others that did it at a very high level and then, you know, go with that and make it your own. So that's what I started doing with covers. And then as I continued there, uh, you know, 19 years old, I'd say, it's when I wrote my first song. And uh, it just, I, but I had to adopt the, uh, adopt, I had to adapt, yeah. you know, to what was already there and sitting in front of me. Music's a universal thing. Like, it's nothing that you create. It's already there. You just discover it. Everything that you do musically, it's a discovery. Yeah. It's not something that you own like i made this beat okay well this beat it's been around since the beginning of time so <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody's suing each other over their songs it's like oh my god <laughs> i said as long as you love me first yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> no i love that but i think it's so true i think you really kind of have to evolve and see where you're at and feel feel what's right for you but i love that both of the songs you have on right out right now are super different so i have to ask you about exit 12 in the opening i love how you're like you know i'm not just another pretty face it's like a super like punchy in the face moment so why start off your song like that oh uh, my dad used to say that <clears throat> that really? phrase to my mom all the time uh, and just to everybody he would say it to everybody so um I was just in the studio and we were cutting the song and we were talking for a moment right before we were about to lay down this vocal and I was like you know I'm not just another pretty face <laughs> and they all started laughing and then he was like I'm saving that I was like no 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 don't save it don't save it he's like no I'm putting it in there I was like whatever I'm not even I've I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah, chat with me about that song. It's super groovy. I love the concept of it. And I love that the title kind of leaves you guessing. Like when you click, click play, you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, So I just kind of took some of my childhood and put it into that song. And I always remember waking up to, you know, even though I didn't drink coffee, I woke up to the smell of morning coffee, you know, and French toast in the oven, you know, with <laughs> sprinkled brown sugar and then white sugar on top. And oh yeah, I just love the smell of that. So, so that's why I was like, it's got a little Southern smell too. Kind of like coffee when it's brewed. So, and we used to fish uh, in a lake behind my house and we would fish in the morning. We'd finish every weekend and pretty much every day uh but we have fresh fish fries all the time oh my gosh and so family was always there you know and then the neighbors we had a lot of we were that house in the neighborhood that all the kids wanted to come to um because we were always just having a having a ball with what we had you know whether it was a water hose in the backyard or if it was a the go-kart track we had <laughs> like go-kart we track hold on oh hold on God. you had a go-kart track <laughs> we were wild we really were and i was the youngest so okay you know wasn't never my fault <laughs> you were just following along yeah. exactly i was just trying to keep up you know? 
I love it. I love it. But I think it's so fun because then, you know what I mean? Smoke on my mind is such just a dynamic shift for you. And I think it really shows your range. But I have to ask, was John Mayer on your mind at all when you were putting this song together? Because the first thing I thought of was, oh, does he like John Mayer? Which song? Uh, Smoke on my mind. Um, I like John Mayer. I've seen John Mayer about five or six, six times, I think. Yeah. Um, and I do like a lot of his songs, but um, I wouldn't say that he was an like an influence to this song. Um, I just think it was an emotion that I was, you know, it was just a stage of my life I was going through. And I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I've done tried so many ways. You know, I know that's not very proper vocabulary. I've done tried, but I was like, I've been tried so many ways. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Let me do that again. Yeah. So I started writing it, continued to sing it. And when I got to my resolve of the poetry of it, smoke on my mind, I was like, literally smoke on my mind like whether it be working whether it be i'm stressed out whether it be um you know a point of where you feel like you're gonna have a mental breakdown i think everybody feels like that some people would say you know like it's a little bit more off the deep end for them but for me it was just you know it was i don't know what i'm gonna do with my life i'm i'm frustrated i'm very highly frustrated and i've got smoke on my mind um you know i i'm not I'm saying that in a literal way, but at the same time, I'm saying it, you know, in a metaphoric way that, you know, I was just, I was just very stressed out and I relied hard on music and that song, just that song alone, alone got me through some really hard days. Really? Just knowing that I was, that I had that in the bag, that I had that, that I was working on a piece that valuable to me. You know, maybe not to others, but to me, it was very close and dear to my heart. And it was a way that, like, you finish singing a song that is completely you and completely everything you wrote. And that feeling is just, it's there. And you instantly feel better after you sing it. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an expression. And it, that expression turned into a great idea. And the idea turned into a, really awesome song that I'm very proud of and love it uh, yeah and I mean I now know that that song's even being played on the radio so like how does that feel a song that was really kind of just for yourself is now out there for other people to connect with um it's interesting to see a true grit response from all over um from everywhere um and just to see how they react to it because yeah that's how I was feeling but I love to to hear when somebody's like man this is an awesome song you know um or i can really relate i love what you said you know and that's where you really connect with your fans and with people just people because they want to hear what you're going through and they they want to be able to chant that and if they can chant that that's a form of them being able to release it let it go let god and and just keep moving and it's a that's what music's supposed to do. You know, it's supposed to redirect that stress and you're supposed to be able to take it, take that stressful energy that you have, that bad energy, use it 
and then it's gone. It's in the air. It's it's away, and you feel better. You know, you go to a concert, and you you worked all week, and you spent your whole check to go to this concert and pay for gas and t-shirt and drinks for your girlfriend or whatever the case yep. might be. And then you go to that concert, you're like, I don't got no money no more, but man, I got some memories. Like I had a great time. We made out in the rain or something, you know what I mean? Like anything, it could be anything. So I think, you know, uh, that song, I think it will do well on a big stage. Yeah. I really do. I love it. So what's your goal? I know that you are charting on music row, which is huge. I mean, what a big thing, but what's your goal with your music? What message do you hope to have uh, in the space? My goal is to make a great impact on children and, and to, to really show them that, you know, this was my dream and this is what I wanted to do. And that, you know, um, we all have our struggles, but you keep going and you keep pushing. And I just want to, I think that, you know, setting a good example is very important. You know, when you get on that kind of stage and you become a star, you're obligated to write good music. You're ob obligated, your obligation to your crowd. You know, you can have a million people come and watch you and pay for you. And then you write a song that is all about you. Or you write a song that's all about relationships and yeah. nobody wants to hear that. Little kids don't want to hear that. They might want to hear it when they're 20, yeah, but not when they're eight, nine. And, you know, they beg their parents to get to go to this, to come see you, you know, and I would much rather be singing riding down a mobile road. I'd rather be doing that because it's a, it's something that, you know, anybody can go riding down old back roads and, and enjoy it. And what do kids do? They sit in the back seat with their parents, listening to music in their little, you know, little car seat, and they're wanting to jam out. And um, so I, I, to be a star, you know, I think, you know, my goal is to, is to show people my heart. My goal is to show them that, to, to show them 100% of my intentions are good and that I'm here and that I'm an American and that, you know, we all go through struggles and don't worry about what everybody else thinks. Worry about what you think and, you know, worry about what you can do to make your life and the people around you that you love better. And that's all you need to focus on. You don't need to focus on these people over here in Florida on social media and these people over here and trying to keep up with the Joneses and all that. None of that matters. What matters is the people around you and how do you affect them? You know, do they have low energy and do they need you to pick them up or is it the other way around or, you know, it's a give and take all over. So, and we all make mistakes. We all, we all make mistakes. And if you think that you don't, well, I got news for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, but other than that, you know, I, I, uh, I just want to be a good leader. I yeah. think that that comes with being an artist. I think being a big artist comes with good leadership. You know, you don't have, you know, that's one thing Michael Jordan had. Michael Jordan had very good leadership because he was the star. He was the, he was the NBA. 
Now he could have really messed it up and, you know, did any kind of hand gestures or anything like that. Anything. He could have done anything to ruin it. Mm-hmm. But his his charisma, his gentleman-like characteristics that he was raised, he came from a good family, had a good mother, a good father, um, you know, and he paid attention and he was a really good listener. I think that every leader or every big artist should be a good listener, not just because there's a camera on you and you're like, oh, well, let me, I know you're, you know, let me act like I care for a minute. No, you know, being genuine is very important. And, uh, you know, I think I just want to uh, show that it, it's uh, it's cool to be smart. It's cool to be patient. It's okay to be, you know, hardworking and not lazy. And I think that's what people these days need to be reminded of. And that's what this nation was built off of. It's built off of unity and, you know, work ethic and not complaining all the time. So, yeah. Uh, so those are, you know, that when you ask me that question, it's a, it's a very broad subject yeah. because there's a lot of reasons why I want to do it. Um, and, you know, my mother, she had a big dream for me, you know, she believed in me and, and so did several of my family members and my friends growing up nonstop. And I feel like I owe it to them, you know, to, to set a good example for them say, Hey, you know what? The time that we spent together talking about all this, doing all this, it wasn't wasted. I kept, I kept at it and, you know, and that's what you do. You keep going. Ever try, ever fail. I want to take another moment to share even more about the upcoming Beach Life Ranch Music Festival. This three-day country festival coming to Redondo Beach, California, September 22nd through the 24th. Hear some of the best music right next to the ocean with performances from Brad Paisley, Winona Judd, Cody Jenks, and Midland. Get your tickets today at allcountrynews.com and we'll see you there. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.